Thank you for tuning in to Aggie Catholic Talks. This talk is a recording from Magnify on October 7, 2021. Our guest speaker, Father Angelus Montgomery, a Franciscan friar of the Renewal, spoke on the fire of the Holy Spirit, preparing our Aggie Catholic students to be led out into a Eucharistic procession onto Texas A&M's campus. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to keep up to date with other talks, including future talks from Magnify. Thanks, God bless, and gigum. Hey, everybody. There's a lot of people here. It's a gift to be with you all, my brothers and sisters. It really is. Father Gabriel and I are so grateful to your priests here and to Mark and all the staff welcoming us. Um, yeah, such a gift. I, I want to like be brief tonight because the main event is Jesus. Amen? Amen. You guys can do better than that. The main event is Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. And I just want to prepare us a little bit, brothers and sisters, for tonight. And um, can I give you an image that I was praying with today? When I, when I asked the Lord what he wanted for us all tonight, today, when I asked the Lord what he wanted for the university, the image I, that I got, you ready for this? Fire. Fire. This past week, as you know, we celebrated Feast St. Francis. Go team, anybody? Feast St. Francis. <laughs> This, this was a reoccurring word for me this week, but I think it's a word for all of us tonight. St. Francis was the seraphic saint, was the seraphic father to us. What is seraphic? What do the seraphim do in heaven? They burn in front of the father. They burn for love of the father. This fire was alive in the heart of St. Francis. And my brothers and sisters, is it possible that this fire, the father wants for us tonight? Is that what he wants for us? Does he want us to burn in the Eucharistic presence of his Son? Does he want us then to burn in procession for him? Do you want to burn for Jesus? And do you want to be consumed by him tonight? Consumed by his Eucharistic love? Consumed by his Eucharistic heart? That then allows us to give witness to the goodness and the mercy of God. The image that I thought of, my brothers and sisters, was, and I'm going to read this for you tonight, uh, the gift of, or the story of the, the road to Emmaus. And I was a little puzzled. I was like, why would we use this word? But I read it, and I want to read it for you, and I want to give, allow this to give us the context for what we're doing tonight. It's from Luke 23, or 24, as you guys know. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And talking with each other about all the things that had happened while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him, and he said to them, What is this conversation which you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them cried out, named Clopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that has happened these last few days? He said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed and before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he would be the one to redeem Israel. 
He had hoped he would have been the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since this has happened. Moreover, women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. And they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to his tomb and found it just as the women had said. And him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish and slow of heart, to believe all the prophets had spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village when they were going, where they were going, and he appeared to be going further. But they constrained him, saying, Stay with us. For it is toward evening, the day is now far spent. So we went in to stay with him. And listen to this, brothers and sisters. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did our hearts not burn within us while he talked to us on the road and while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose the same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven gathered together, and those who were with them, who said, The Lord has truly risen from the dead. My brothers and sisters, they received the fire of the risen Jesus. Jesus came and walked with them on their journey. And where did he find them? He found them caught up in their drama. Is there any drama in our hearts tonight? Is there any drama on campus tonight? Is there any drama in this city? Is there any drama in this country? Is there any drama in the world? My brothers and sisters, Jesus comes to us in our drama, in our weakness, in our brokenness, in the choices we make against him every day, Jesus comes to us. He comes to us and has mercy on us in our stuff. He has mercy on us in our hurts and woundedness. Has mercy on us, brothers and sisters. He comes to us. This is the God, God the Father, who sent his son to what? To pursue us. And Jesus will be in the Eucharist tonight, my brothers and sisters. It's beautiful because he doesn't just want to pursue us in this building. He wants to pursue those we will contact on campus who probably will think we're out of our minds. Who will probably think that we're making judgments about some cult walking by. Right? But this is how much God loves us, and this is how much God loves them. The Father sent His Son to pursue His people. And this is what He revealed them. Why did their hearts start to burn? Because they were reminded of who they are. How many people in this church right now need to be reminded of who they are tonight? How many people on campus tonight need to be reminded of who they are tonight? And as Jesus revealed himself, what does he reveal? He revealed the God of faithfulness, the God of the covenant, and the prophets. Their hearts were burning. Why? Because we were made to be reminded of how good and faithful our God is. Now, brothers and sisters, when our hearts burn in the Eucharistic presence of the Jesus, what are we reply or what are we promoting and proposing out there? That God is faithful, that God is close to his people, that God doesn't care about your drama, he doesn't care about your mess. He loves you and wants to be close to you in it. 
Is this the hope that we receive tonight here? And is this the hope that the campus receives tonight? It's in the Eucharist where Jesus fully revealed himself in this story. He broke and blessed the bread. And this is why we process with the Eucharist. We don't process with an image of Jesus. We don't, we're not going to go and preach. We're actually not going to say anything. This kind of preaching would probably make people afraid. We're going to process with his body, blood, soul, and divinity, blessed and broken, his very presence, the God of the universe, who sent his son to us to become one of us. And he gave us this sacrament as the pledge of his presence, not just an idea of his presence, not just a thought about his presence, but his real presence. My brothers and sisters, in the Eucharist, we're going to be living icons of the presence of Jesus. And if we're honest, half the time we don't even know this is what we need. And half the time, or most of the time, probably everybody on campus doesn't really know that this is what they need. The presence and love and mercy of the God who pursues them. A God in the Eucharist who has eyes to see. He has a gaze that changes hearts. All we have to do is read the Gospels. Where the sinners and the outcasts and those abandoned received the gaze of Jesus and their hearts were changed. Their hearts were healed. Is that the fire, my brothers and sisters, that the Lord wants to give us tonight and the kings? Isn't this what Jesus wants? This Jesus in the Eucharist, as we, as we, as we know, theologically, we experience the passion and death of Jesus in the Eucharist. But don't forget that before we receive Jesus in every Mass, he is the risen Lord. His wounds are redeemed. His wounds are shining with the light of his grace and holiness. Amen? Jesus is the risen Lord. We are, we are walking and processing around this campus with the risen Jesus. And what does that mean? Jesus who conquers sin and death. Jesus who conquers our drama. He, amen, right? She's with me. Conquers our drama. Conquers our brokenness. Conquers our, conquers our self-centeredness. And my brothers and sisters, what he does when he pursues it, when the risen Lord pursues us, he speaks to the deepest desires of our hearts to know we have a God who knows us and loves us. Isn't that what we want everybody to hear tonight? Amen? Amen? Isn't that what we need to hear tonight, too? A God who sees us, who knows us intimately, who forgives us and heals us and loves us. This is what it means to, to live in the Eucharistic presence of the Lord. This is what it means as we, as we uh, expose the Blessed Sacrament here in a second. This, what does it mean to adore the Lord? It means to allow my heart to agree with the truth of who He is. Because so much, my brothers and sisters, I agree with the truth of who I am, who I want to be, what I want to do. But we get pulled outside of ourselves tonight. The answer, my brothers and sisters, is not in me, and it's not in you. It's on the altar tonight. Amen? We don't need to get caught up in our own selves, in our own ideas, in our own proposals. The church is genius when she gives us the sacraments because we get some place to go, some, something to worship outside of myself. Trust me, you don't want to be inside myself. We get some place to worship and we get to worship the living God. And we're going to worship him in public and allow other people to experience what it's like to worship God. Every heart on this campus was made to worship God. And tonight, we're going to model what that looks like. And yes, we're going to model the joy 
and the freedom of what it's like to adore the living God. To adore the living God. How awesome and beautiful and wonderful is that? Let me end with this, my brothers and sisters. The saints burned for Jesus. That's the secrets of the saints. They were, they were so emptied of themselves that they were able to be set on fire with the love of the Holy Spirit. The heart of Jesus that we worship tonight is the fire that we desire. The, the church fathers used to talk about how when you receive the Eucharist, you receive fire. Come on. Receive the Eucharist, you receive fire. You swallowed fire. This is what we believe about the Eucharist, the fire of the love of God that is present on this altar. Now that will be present on campus. Hopefully it can change the outcome of football games. <laughs> but what's our prayer tonight most importantly? That this procession changes me. That tonight speak for me, that I can experience the Eucharistic love of Jesus again. I can experience him coming to me in my drama and my mess and coming to me to love me and to open up the word for me and to reveal himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity again, and to see Jesus look at me. That's what I want tonight, brothers and sisters, and I want that for you. Do we get too used to the Eucharist? Do we get too used to coming to Mass? He loves you. He loves you. And he wants to look at you. He loves looking at you. He loves looking at you. He loves gazing upon you. He loves showing you mercy every time you come to confession. He loves pouring his heart into you. What he wants to do for us tonight to remind us again to come walk with us, save us from our own drama. And then as we walk with him, as we process with him, as we adore him in public, we make that bold proposal that this is what Jesus wants to do for them too. So let our hearts be on fire for Jesus tonight. And let us have this intercession. Let us have this deep longing that we can experience the fire, but the world can experience the fire tonight. I'm talking flames. Let's go, right? Let's go. And what is it? It's the joy of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Why? Because we're free sons and daughters of the Father. And this Father sent his son Jesus in the Eucharist for us. He wants to come close to us, to love us, and to have mercy on us. And to have mercy on this campus. Amen.